When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can tell our friends And they can have my things when we're dead But we gonna live forever But we gonna live forever Boys, we got a problem We got a big honking problem Woo! I did not want to be the guy to tell you this Honestly, I really didn't You know, things aren't going as good as you'd like them Probably as is And then you gotta tune into the boys cast And I gotta be the bearer of bad news yeah, I don't want to have to tell you this, but according to CNN, and this is this is going to be this is going to be bad for us boys. Coronavirus can be found in men's semen. Oh, okay. Now I know what you're thinking. Not a big deal. Yeah, wouldn't it be a big deal except for the boys. If even one of us has corona, that means you know supermodels, cheerleaders, Instagram hoes, just anyone with nice cans in general has probably got it. I don't even want to know the damage if even one boy had corona. I don't even want to know the damage they could be doing in the world right now. <clears throat> Honestly. And then the other part, too, if I suggest right now, they're going to be coming for you if they find out you listen to the boys' cast. Because obviously, when they find out that you know, the coronavirus is caused by semen, the first thing they're going to be doing is like, let's go to the boys, anyone who listens to the boys' cast, let's check their. Check them for Corona because we can definitely that'll be the patient zero of spreading this thing to fuck around. I suggest if you're listening to the boys cast right now, maybe do it on a hidden IP address because the Gestapo is going to be coming for you. Obviously, yes, our super immunes fought it off. Yes, sure. We're fine. We have super immune systems. Everyone listening to the podcast is super immune systems. But the people we've been going around smashing, <laughs> all the fucking pussy that the the, the, the the patrons have been drilling down and during this Corona season, and I feel partially responsible because I've been telling you to get out there, <laughs> lay some fucking pipe. Now I find out they were spreading it all around. Yes, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a, yes, it's a curse that all the boys are fucking getting as much pussy as they want. They're basically drowning in pussy. It's probably been in a you know my advice basically became a curse because now you don't even. You can't beat them all off with a stick. And now I got to find out that you're part of the problem. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Now, listen, it says this is what the advice they say. Abstinence or condoms, you know, use might be considered as preventative means for these patients. Yeah, well, we don't use condoms, OK? <laughs> I don't know who they think they're talking to. Yes, if you're if that's advice, if that's advice for people to listen to Mark Marin's podcast. Yes, I get it. You know, if Lena Dunham has a podcast and you've been listening as a man, yes, I'm sure that your 14 condoms that you wrapped up because you probably thought the condom would give you extra girth. I'm sure that's that's been helping you out. The boys are going raw. Ugh. Now, before I move on, ladies, if you're listening, stop it. You know the rules. Do I have to keep telling you every episode to click it off? Click it off. Let me listen. Stop. You think, what do you think? I'm stupid? Click the thing off. It's for the fucking dog. We think we don't have enough problems that we just gave every fucking hot cheerleader in the, the whole county Corona. And now we got to listen, find out that you're listening to our conversations. They can't make up their mind. I'll tell you what, 
this is the problem right now with the, everything that's going on. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, this isn't going to be a full Corona episode because it's it's just enough already. I'm going to move on. I got. I'm going to go back to basics. You know what I mean? They need to be able to make up their mind though. Like literally, you know, it's one thing if you want to say, hey, we're going to try this for four months and that's what it is. But that's not what they're saying. They go, okay, so what's going to happen is uh, it's, it's, you know, May 1st. And then they're like, well, actually it's May 15th. Well, you know what? People have to plan things. Stop treating me like I'm a chill child. Tell me what the fucking information is. I would have potentially gone back to Canada. I maybe would have done a road trip. I don't know what I would have done. Maybe if I have four months, I'll rent a cottage out and make a movie. I don't know what I'll do. There's lots of options. You know, I was actually thinking maybe I'll do, maybe I'll get a van and travel all around to places that, that are, that are open, that aren't, don't have pussies for governors, that aren't allowed to listen to the boys cast, but I'm freaking hot right now too. It's boiling in here, (laughs) but I'll tell you what, yeah, that what I'm not going to do is is like that where every single day you turn on and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Which, oh, guess what? We pushed it back. Well, did you know that before? Or are you guys just straight up winging it? Because you can't, one, one day they're like, we're the experts and we know what's going on. And then the next day it's like, well, we changed our opinion again. Well, which is it? Do these people know what they're talking about? Or, they change, or, or do they have the information? And they're like, okay, what we're going to do is like tell them this. And then on May 15th, we're going to come at them and be like, oh, actually, we slipped it back again. Neither one I like. Fucking happy that people are protesting. You guys are a fucking bunch of losers in government. Dork squad. The only hope is that this information came from CNN and maybe we don't have to listen to them because CNN also has written an article that said, you know, about the coronavirus. They say women are better leaders and this pandemic proves it because it's kind of funny because I've seen a lot of articles saying that this is it is so much harder for women. It is. This is the hardest thing for women. And then I saw another one, another article that said it's it, because men are getting it at a higher rate and dying. It's proving that women's bodies are stronger. So it's like, oh, there's, an, there's a whole article being like, women are actually 10 times stronger than men. because And you're like, which is it? Are you, is it like women are freaking sick? You don't get it. We're you could dummy you. We could beat you up. We're stronger. We're smarter. We're better leaders. Or are you victims? And to be honest, if I was a woman right now reading this, I would just be like, shut up. Like, stop writing articles. Like, leave, leave women out of your fucking thing, CNN. We're doing fine. You're not helping. You're just making everyone hate us. Women are better leaders. Like, if I was a normal woman, I'd be like, and then, you, you know, everyone has to read this and be like, what the fuck is this garbage? What are you women up to? They're like, it's not us. It's CNN. And, you know. It's not like I think fucking any of these news sources are amazing news sources, but, you know, I live in New York City and I do comedy, so I don't think I have Fox News articles brought to me, you know, like they're gospel the way that I do with CNN. People post, like, you know, watch CNN all day and they post these clips of, like, Don Lemon and they're like, huh? Even, like, the CNN says it and you're like, look at the news. And I'm like, oh, is that what CNN is? News? Dude, Don Lemon literally, like, tweets back and forth at Trump like he's a fucking 20-year-old girl. I literally watched like okay, so tr- Trump said something about bad about Obama, and then tr- and then oh, uh, Don Lemon literally goes, "Okay, oh, really, Trump? You're gonna talk shit about my boy like he's his sidekick? It's like what? What is this? You just admit that you're not news. You know, this is far from news. I'm gonna talk about the Obama thing in a second, but anyways, this article it goes." As the entire world works to contain the spread of coronavirus, the role of effective leadership has been brought into razor-sharp focus. What we need now is leaders need empathy, compassion, and ability to show support, skills that women leaders tend to exhibit more than men. Are we the exact same, or are we different, and the ways that we're different, your skills are way better? 
It's like, the, it's hard for people to listen to these, this fucking dribble because you are just so all over the place. Does anyone, when you walk this in and you're like, we've written an article that says women are better leaders because women are more empathetic and compassionate. Ah, look at this. My fucking wall's falling down. Because women are more empathetic and women are more compassionate. And then and they're like, oh, we actually wrote an article last week saying that women and men have no differences and they aren't better at a, suited for any different jobs. You're like, oh, actually, we wanted to say that they are better suited and women are better at all of them. Well, which is it? Huh? Yeah, so that's what's going on here. Women, okay, so if women are suited for, which I actually agree with, women are probably uh, more, because I agree that we're different than in a lot of ways. Women probably do have a better sense of empathy, compassion, and ability to show support. And there probably are jobs that are better than like that. Like, for example, a servant. No, I'm just, <laughs> but if you're going to say that, I mean, the logical conclusion is, okay, so what skills are men better at? None. No, it's, we're actually exactly the same in anything. Men and women are exact same across the board, except for uh, empathy, compassion, and ability to show support. Those are the only three women are better at. If you look a line of all of our skills, they're all even, except for those three are above. Okay, so we agree those are... So what What might men be better at? So maybe, could we conclude that if... We, okay, so, I mean, by your logic, that uh, that this is what makes you a good leader, these three skills and nothing else. Are there any other skills that make you a good leader? Is it possible that men are better at some of those or are you just completely making your narrative exactly in the way you want it to anyways this is how stupid they are the best is the next the next paragraph it's like how is cnn still a company while there is insufficient data to conclude that women world leaders are managing covid19 better <laughs> it's like me you know i'm just gonna start saying that uh Women, men make better translators. Uh, oh, why do they make better translators? Because you have to be strong to be a translator. Is there any proof that women, men are better translators? No. <laughs> Run it. Um, the emerging trends are hard to ignore. News. Oh, what they do is they look at countries and they're like, this, this place is doing pretty good. They've got a woman prime minister. All right. So, so anyways, this article kind of goes through everything and they tell you why everything's a man's fault. They go, it's a trend we've seen before. In 2008, financial crash and the resulting crisis was a result of irresponsible risk-taking and ultimately came down to leadership and organizational priorities. Or, you know, very possible that that's part of it or very possible it came from no one willing to take a stand because everyone was complacent in the government. So, you know, who's more likely to be complacent? Who's more likely to be a whistleblower? A man every single time. So, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was going on right now that no one was willing to stand up to. So, you know, you're like, oh, the man would have, man's the one who, who uh, took too many risks. Yeah, and the man's the one who also probably would have stood up for him. If there was more women, it probably would have happened faster because there would be less people fighting against it. So whatever. I'm not going to go through every one of these things, but it's just so funny that they're, yeah, to blame the, the 2008 financial crisis on men. It's like so ridiculous. These lessons extend beyond crisis situations into everyday modern workplace. Research has consistently found women tend to adopt a more transformational leadership style, which includes demonstrating compassion, care, concern, respect, equality. In contrast, men have a more transactional approach. You know, the truth is the best people are probably people that are good at both, you know? 
like a super dominant man that's strong but also is compassionate or a woman who actually is pretty powerful and strong and like doesn't take you know is willing to stand up for herself but also has the you know that isn't just this like cold-hearted bitch those probably make good leaders you know but you know there's you, the, the the people who make good leaders in general are people that are probably good at both things but despite having demonstrated a more effective leadership style, women are put forward for fewer leadership positions. What do you mean despite having demonstrated a more effective leadership style? Okay, this is the best part. You know, you're talking about why, so then why don't, why aren't women, most people that are in leadership positions, a lot of them at least, are in leadership positions of companies they started. So if women are so much better at leadership, then why aren't why don't, aren't they leading company of their own companies? Is it just that they're great at leading, but they're not good at starting the company? So they need a man to start the company, and then they can lead it. Or is it just that they're, or or is it just that you're making this up out of thin air? Which is it? Because if they've demonstrated more effective leadership style, where are, are their companies doing better? Why are the biggest companies run by men? If every time a woman's in charge, her company's smashing, if you look at all the banks and the one time a woman was in charge, it was killing, why, why wouldn't we all be hiring women? Why aren't women's companies all the top companies if, they've, if they're so much better at leading or are they worse at the other stuff? Are they good at leading but they're bad at accounting? They're like, they're so good at, they're just killing it when it comes to leading. And then they look at their account statements. They're like, really good job on the whole like leadership thing. How are we doing the money-wise? What? what? I, I don't know. I've just been putting the money in a pail and then I spent it on clothes. But, you, but honestly, killing it on the leading. Everyone's happy. What is your measure of leading? People are stoked to work there. Yo, my fucking job rules. I'm making a million dollars and I don't do anything. I haven't even come into work. She's so compassionate. She doesn't get mad at me. They've demonstrated, even though they've demonstrated it. <laughs> CNN's proof is that they said, the CNN's like, women are better at leading. And there's like one country, there's a girl there. And they're like, it's not too bad there. And then in the next paragraph, they're like, well, we can't prove it. And then in the third paragraph, they're like, even, even though there's proof, I've, I've never seen worse journalism in my life. COVID-19, its economic fallout from the technological shifts to the workforce, are huge challenges we all face. We don't need to keep relying on one style of leadership to see this through, this unpre unprecedented crisis. If we want to survive and ultimately thrive in the new normal, we should make sure women leaders are on the table. Guess what? California, New York, all of these places have a woman leader. Yeah, their names are Newsom and de Blasio. Check their pants. You know in the Scooby-Doo where they go, it was me all along. That's what you're going to do. You're going to look at, you're going to take off de Blasio's diaper <laughs> and you're going to, and Gavin Newsom who runs California, you're going to take their diaper off and there's going to be no dick and you're going to go, it was a woman all along. So yeah, guess what? You've got woman leaders already and they're fucking being pussies. They're having, you know, they're, guess what? You know what's going on? This is what happens when you have woman leaders. And by the way, again, I'm not saying that. That there's no, there, you know, women wouldn't be good leaders or anything. What I'm actually saying is probably the best leaders have some compassion of female qualities, but they have the strength of a man, <laughs> the strength of a man, or whatever, the strength of, you know, some qualities that are good for a man. Who knows what's the perfect leader? Honestly, I don't really know. But I'll tell you what isn't the perfect leader. Someone that's super ultra feminine and holds grudges. Like literally, you know, uh, fucking all the, the California and the New York guys that just are like, we hate Trump. And then so Trump's like, we should open up. And they're like, well, then we, should, we, we shouldn't open up. 
It's like, you know, it's the girl that's with her boyfriend that he wants to watch something and she's mad at him. She's like, I don't like that. And you're like, you, you even said before, like, it was your favorite show. Well, I don't, okay? I don't want to do that. Hey, you want to go to my, hey, can we go to my friend's house? No, I'm not, I hate going to your friend's house. And you're like, what do you mean you hate it? It's a bad idea. I don't ever want to go there. It's like, kind of feels like you're just arguing me for, no, with, for me for no reason. And that's what these people are doing. They hold putty, petty little grudges against Donald Trump. And then even if they would agree with them, they've got to go against him because they're acting like a friggin' chick. Huh? That's what. Guess what? We have a woman. Pre- we have a woman. Yeah, so guess what? You have women leaders, and they're just fucking... They, the for- unfortunately, they are coming in the form of men. Now, another thing I've seen a lot of articles is everyone trying to make it a white people thing. You know, so this is what they do. They go... You know, I brought this up a little bit on the last episode of Revenge of the Sis. It goes, you know, people, the reason white people want you to get back to work, the reason why white people want you back to work is because they want you to do their dishes and they want you to serve them food because white people want you to be their, and it's like, that's what they say, right? So it's kind of the same principle. And I I think that a lot of people sort of see these things, but I want to tell you how to fucking watch out for it because this is, this is what they're up to. So the most classic way that you dismiss something, whether they're doing this conscious or not, and I brought this up before, is they go, they so this is, we need to punch Nazis. Nazis are the worst. And then, you know, everyone agrees. So everyone goes, yeah, Nazis are bad. And then step two is, oh, by the way, everyone's a Nazi. So what they've done in the last five, six years, is they've made it very bad, that made white shit really bad, right? They go, you know, white people are, you know, the worst. And, it, oh, yeah, you would. Oh, that's just what white people think, right? So they make that really bad. And then once we sort of agree with that, you can see it with white, white women, you know, recently. Because, like, yeah, white people are the worst, but I'm a, I'm a woman, so I'm, like, better. And then they're like, white women are the best. Then they're struggling, so they have to be like, yeah, they have to, they got to be like an Uncle Tom against themselves. They got to be like, yeah, white women are freaking, we're the worst, but not me. I'm, I'm, the, I'm on the right side, you know? So this is what happens. They've made everything that they've, you know, they, they've, made, they've made everyone agree to the fact that, like, white people are kind of shit or whatever. You know, every, everyone has their version of like, well, not all white people and this, but you, there was a push in the media. And the reason for that is so now everything that they don't like, they can make a white person thing like that fucking Sean King guy. You know, it's like there's a, there's people at the park and they're like, oh, look at this. It's a white people thing, white people thing. And you're like, it's not actually a white person thing. But that's once once we've agreed that white white pe- things that white people like are bad, all you need to do is put everything in the category. Like opening up, that's a white person thing. Oh, yeah, you, oh, yeah, look, you agree with the white people. You would want that as a white person. Free speech, easy for white people to say. Yeah, free speech is a white person thing. And then if you're black, you're like, yeah, well, I'm for free speech. And they're like, well, if you look at you supporting the white man. So they make it like a dirty thing to be part of this like uh, sect, and then they attribute everything they don't like to that sect. It's you know you see it in fucking everything, right? So rap music, it's you saw this with rap music. They go mumble rap sucks. Everyone goes mumble rap sucks, and then like step two is like everything we don't like mumble rap. You know, at, at Machine Gun Kelly comes out with a thing about Eminem. Eminem's like you're a mumble rapper. It's like the ultimate insult, you know, because we all agree mumble rap's bad. So it's not, we're not having the discussion of whether it's bad anymore. All we're having the discussion of whether you're that. And if you are, so it's like, we don't have to agree. Think about an article. You know, we want to open up. We don't have to talk about whether opening up's good or bad. All we have to talk about is if that's a white person thing. Because if I can agree, get you to agree it's a white person thing, then we already know it's bad. So it's the ultimate, you know, bait and switch they all do. And on the topic of 6 9 you know, that's what everyone says about him. They go, look at this mumble rapper. And it's like... No, you're just old. You don't get it. 
but it's a way for you to dismiss people because you're fans. You've got them to agree on, you know, the same things. You've got them agree that we should punch Nazis. You know, white people is kind of like a dirty thing to be associated with. You know, it's kind of like nerdy or whatever, especially in like culture. And then the third thing is that mumble rap sucks. And there's probably lots more, you know, but mumble rap sucks. And then they go, six nines a mumble rapper. No, six nines sick. It's the most thing that people hate me on. I fucking, I remember all that I'm saying, I'm not going to get too far into 6 9 All that I'm saying is this is what happened. Eight years ago or whatever, I saw 6 9 for the first time on, on uh, the internet or whatever. Someone posted a video being like, this is rap right now. And I watched it and I was like, this guy kind of rules. It reminded me, it kind of had the old school ska punk thing where like, um, hey kid, don't do that. Like they had that voice in the videos, like the madness fucking selector voice. So I thought that I, I thought that was kind of cool. And then all the songs were just super hard, super fast. I, it, rem, it just the first thing I heard in a while in rap that I was like, okay, yeah, there's a fucking like cool new thing. And I said to everyone, I was like, you know, I was me and Paul Thompson talked about this a lot. And I said to a lot of people, I was like, this guy's gonna be fucking huge, man. This is like, it was the it's the same thing. You know, when I hear a comedian for the first time, that I go, oh. You know when you're listening to someone and they, you go, fuck. You like listen to their special or you're watching a TV show and you stop it and you go, that was something I haven't seen before. I remember seeing that with 6 9 and I go, this guy is fucking sick. And then I watched his videos and all the people that I liked thought he was cool. 50 Cent's hilarious and he was always kind of... All the people that I liked thought he was cool and all the people that I didn't like didn't think he was cool. All the old, big, stupid rappers like the Joe Buttons of the world that are like, you know, rap's so important. Rap's about the lyricist when it's like retarded. It's not about that at all. You know, that, that's not what any young music is about, like, lyricism. It's about, you know, it's about being cool. And it's about fucking, you know, doing something that the generation before didn't. Anyways, Thought 6 9 was very cool. And then uh, I watched his videos, and he was like, I'm the fastest runner in the world. And he would just make all these videos of him running. And I was like, very cool. <laughs> but this is what old people do. They're yelling at fucking young people on the internet right now. He's a 22-year-old being funny, and you're like, oh, he ratted. Like, th these are like, there's like white bloggers, because he like, I guess he, uh, he like, he was supposed to go to jail for longer, and he like ratted on his friends or whatever, and he, you know, and then he ratted on his gang, which, uh, I don't know, whatever. But more importantly, the 30-year-old fucking like dorky bloggers that are on the internet, can you believe this rat? <laughs> go back to their job, working at Walmart, and you're like, this, I would never rat. I would go to jail for 30 years. What are you, shut up. Well, you're, you're not a rat. That's a, you're 30 years old. That's a big part of your personality. I'm not a rat. Shut the fuck up. What are you even talking about? Rat on what? You're not in a gang. You're going to you're going to go to jail for 25 years, you know, when you were 22 years old and you're like, "No, nah, I would have done that." Shut up. Shut the fuck up. I saw that with the big TikTok star Dixie D'Amelio. So, Charlie D'Amelio is like this TikTok star and she's like fucking you know, Kim Kardashian famous right now. And her fucking 16-year-old sister posted something and everyone thought she liked Trump and they tried to cancel her. And everyone's like, you know, there's like all these articles about, can you believe she, like, think about how insane the world is that there's like bloggers in their 20s and 30s finding 16-year-olds in the internet and they're like, you don't have the right political, do you remember what you were doing when you were 16? I remember what I was doing, skateboarding, you know, playing in bands, causing trouble, partying, chasing chicks, laughing with my friends, you know, doing drugs. <laughs> That's what I was doing when I was 16. Do you know what they, they have to do when they're 16 now? They have to proclamate what their political party is. They have to say, I, 
I, Ryan Long, am a proud supporter of the Democratic... What do you... You support a political party? They used to be your, like, one fringe buddy that was, like, the politics guy. He was in, like, the the Democrat club or whatever. And you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's freaking into Michael Moore over here. <laughs> we had one buddy that was super into politics, and we'd always call him Michael Moore. And he'd hate that. He goes, I'm not Michael Moore. I like the Communist Manifesto. Like, this guy fucking loves, he loves uh, bowling for Columbine. Oh, yeah, Michael Moore must be your hero, eh? And he goes, I'm, I don't like Michael Moore. So... You know, that's what you're doing when you're 16. You got to like the right political party. You get canceled off the internet from fucking 20 or 30-year-olds. And this is what I thought about friggin' Obamagate. Listen, this episode's going to be a little all over the place, but I'm going to... You know what happened is I, I got a lot of people sent me articles, which is kind of cool because I've been doing the interviews, so I've been doing this one every second week. And then by the time I do it, a whole bunch of boys sent me a whole bunch of articles. The Obamagate thing. This is what I wanted to talk about. It's like... So a lot of people, you know, when I say a lot, one. So people ask me, you know, so anyways, you got to be friggin', you know, when you're 16 years old, you got to have a political party if you don't want to get canceled. This is, this is kind of my point is that like everyone's just got so nerdy. And this really is separated the nerds from the cools more than anything, which is sort of I've been saying that at the beginning. Did I not? I go, look at who's a fucking loser on your timeline, you know? So it's less female male and it's more like... People that I know that aren't fucking losers are, you know, this is an overreach. Open up the friggin' thing. And people that I know that are losers are like, give us money. Let us stay home forever. And there's some people that are appropriating either side, as always. So, you know, this Obamagate thing happened. And the whole thing is, you know, Trump goes, Trump said that Obama was spying on him and this and that. And I go... And then I, I watched everyone posting it about on Twitter. It's the biggest thing on Twitter. Kind of reminded me of like the net neutrality thing where it was like pretty complicated and everyone's posting on it. So, you know, and listen, I'm a fairly smart guy. I think, you know, I'm, I'm dumb and I want to be clear. I'm retarded in a lot of ways. But, you know, as, as, as far as like the way my brain works and my IQ and, you know, whether I was really good at math, for example, I'm smart and, you know, I have a honors degree in like math economics or whatever so i'm a fairly smart person but again in a lot of ways i'm a retard and i'm the first one to admit that but you know whatever that's why comedy ended up being a good job for me that was a composite skill of the things i'm good at and whatever that's what it is i'm good at art and and you know that's what i'm saying sometimes i listen so sometimes i listen to myself speak and i'll be like man this is, this is what, when I th listen to myself speak, this is what sometimes I think. I go, yeah, I sound stupid. But a lot of times I think the ideas are, you know, fairly eloquent and I'm funny. So even a lot of times I'll listen to myself on in interviews and I'll go, man, I sound stupid there. Like if I was listening to this, I'd be like, that guy's stupid. But that's a pretty good point. And then, okay, that's funny. And I'll be listening to myself and I'll be like, yeah, that was pretty, like I'll kind of, someone will say something and I'll say a good, and I'll be like, oh, that was funny. Okay, good. I'll be like, I'll sort of, um, grade my performance. I usually say, I usually find that I'm pr fairly funny. I have some good points, but I sound really stupid. And I, t <laughs> whatever. But my point is that I, I listened to this Obamagate thing and I was like, I, what? I listened to like, you know, Tim Poole had a big 20 minute thing about it. I was listening to a few different things and I go, you know, I'm, I was about 10 minutes into this. He's like, and then this guy told this guy something. And then Flynn lied about this. And, but they knew. And I'm like, 10 minutes in, I'm, you know what my synopsis was? Boring. 
It's like, uh, I felt like I was getting too deep. You know what I mean? I guess my conclusion is Obama got a little too yappy with Trump because he's trying to support Biden. And then Trump backfired and he had a pretty good ammo in the thing to be. This is the best way to describe it. It's like, do you want to be the guy? I don't think I'd want to be the guy at a party, you know, rambling on about Obamagate. It's like, it was just, it's one of those things. Yeah, I'm glad that there's people looking into this. Do you know what I mean? The same way that I'm glad that there's someone out there trying to cure AIDS. And I'm glad that there's people doing that. I'm glad that there's people pushing back against a lot of these things. But I don't think that I want to be that. I don't think, I don't think I want to be here telling you about friggin' Obama. You know, there's people that that's their thing. And maybe I'll listen to them and whatever. But my take on this is boring. I don't think you want to be the dude at a party being like, yo, and then Flynn, they actually told the tapper. And then the, what you didn't realize, the it's like, no thanks. You know, I'm more interested in, you know, the dynamics between people and the dynamics of culture and the dynamics of, you know, the of uh, how people are interacting with each other and where, what they're wrong about and, you know, what society's really wrong about. I'm not... Uh, you know, this would be a, I think Obamagate thing sounds like it would be a good movie that if it was told right, you know, with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and maybe, you know, this might be a movie that already exists, but the the guy from Breaking Bad. And then after the whole movie was done, I'd be like, yeah, that was a pretty good take on that. Interesting. But do I want to like, am I, do I want to be late at night, like watching videos and scooping through Reddit? And then what did Flynn do? Okay. And then I'm cross. I've got a yarn on my wall. It's too, it's no, thank you. Not interested. So that's what I think about Obamagate. <laughs> Boring. So people people can't figure out what they what they think about what they what they think about um, this pandemic. Everyone is, for the most part, trying really hard to make it about them. They're trying to you know they're trying to find an angle. Everyone's like, ah, uh, I don't know. Maybe the the billionaires are better. You know, with Elon Musk. Elon Musk is. He says, you know, he's going to open his factory, arrest me, which is funny because it's like, <laughs> I think what happens is you get a fine. So like the guy's being a drama queen, but he's right. But he goes, I don't care what happens. You should arrest me. And it's like, well, what we said was there'd be a fine. So I don't know why you think you get arrested. But <laughs> so he says, all these people are like the billionaires, you know, oh, look at another billionaire telling people to get back to work. And you're like, the billionaires are going to be fine from all of this. I know that that was your take on a lot of things. You know, there's a lot of people, their identity is shattering right now, right? Because this is too complicated for billionaire bad, orange man bad. It's like, you know, that's what they've been saying for all these years. They go, the billionaires is their fault. And you're like, well, guess what? Walmart's open. The billionaires are going to be fine. Amazon's crushing it. Joe Blow's bakery is going to be done. What do you have to say about that? Well, the, that's because we don't tax, the, you know, they, they, they go through these hoops. Well, we need to tax the billionaires more. And then the government, we need to trust them to give Joe's bakery. The, so, okay, so the billionaires can stay running and then they subsidize Joe's bakery, which stays closed. And he just, no one wants to st- just sit around and collect a check. Everyone's pissed off right now. So anyways, they're, everyone's watching their ideologies like fall apart. They don't know what to think. They're they're all so all over the place. You know, they're just they all they know is they know how to make things about women. So they're like, um, maybe the pandemic is better for women. Is that is that something? Uh, the fact that people want to open up, it's that's like a 
I don't know. That's like white supremacy. Is that white supremacy? Is that something? They're, they're just throwing darts at a chalkboard. You know, they have a wheel that has a, a race, gender, sexuality, and then they have a wheel that has, like, a thing that's happening. And they're like, all right, the lockdowns are bad for transgenders. Run it. Do you know what I mean? They go, uh, the fact that only big companies are running is bad for women. Okay, run it. So that's what they're they're doing over here. They go, is so the cut rights, is, this is someone sent me this, in a pandemic, is wellness? is just being well off maybe there isn't a difference anymore so basically you know the first part of it is yeah definitely if you're rich right now it's better for you all the reason if you care give a shit about poor people you should give a shit about ending this so i've said that once i've said it a million times the second thing is pandemic and wellness just being well off now we're now it's like the, the the talking about people like they're infants. You know the way that they say, like, you know, black people, you don't know what you want, though. It must be really hard for you. Actually, my buddy Randy, um, who's a super funny black comic, uh, he, he messaged me and he said uh, he was happy with my points, uh, the episode on diversity, because he was telling me that someone literally came up to him. A comic comes up to him. This girl has been doing comedy for, like, a couple years. He goes, you know, it's hard for me being a woman, but it's like, I can only imagine it must be harder for you being black. And he was like, How? How is it harder for me to be black being a comic? What are you talking about? Look at any top 10 list of comics. It's probably half black. Nobody, what are your top 10 comics? Who, whose top 10 doesn't have like a ton of black people on? It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like there, there's no group that's traditionally like crushed it at comedy more. So anyways, it was just like this idea where it's like, oh, you poor thing being a black comic. He's like, what are you talking about? So, I, you know, I get, I've been getting a decent amount of that. People imagine me being like, nailed it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the freaking, I'm the king of nailing it. I have sick points, even if they sound like they're coming out of the mouth of a four-year-old because I'm stupid. Guys, how would wellness be for being for well-off people? Okay, so listen, I don't have a gym in my place. I've been running every day. So explain to me why someone that lost their job can't run and do push-ups and they're like well if you want to eat good yeah getting yes it's it's hard to do this but it's like it's not impossible it's it's, it's hard for anyone to get into shape and sure if you have a billion dollars everything's a little easy so just pick anything you could be like you know buying shoes is actually easier for rich people because they don't have to do yeah, everything's easier if you're a billionaire obviously but this isn't you can just get in shape it actually makes your life a lot easier if you're poor because you need to sleep less. You probably are less stressed out because you have a harder life. So it's easy. You go for a run, do some push-ups, don't eat McDonald's five times a week. You know, another one that someone sent me going, it goes, how, I, how getting sober for, prepared me for isolation. And I don't even want to go into the article, but I just want to go into the mentality of someone who writes this article. Because the whole gist of it, and this is what people think right now, the whole gist of it is like, as a privileged person, I know that I'm in a position of privilege. And they go, you know, for example, I'm able to work from home. And I know that other people don't have that privilege. And I'm white, so I'm very privileged. In the first four sentences, she's, she's apologized like five times for her situation. And then, in, and then in the second paragraph, she's like, my life's hell. It's a nightmare. You know, I was an alcoholic. <laughs> it's like, you can, you can, you're allowed to have your problems. It's like these people, I, I honestly feel sorry for them. Imagine you go to that church, you know what I mean? You accepted that gospel where it's like, here's the tenets of your church, you know? And 
And, and they go, listen, you're, you want to be in the church. You got to accept before anything. It's like before anyone says anything, they got to go, you know, and before I will say God is great, but my wife's a bitch. <laughs> anything, any problem they have, they have to, you know, declare their tenants. So they go, okay. I'm a privileged person. My life's better better than yours. Uh, what are you, black? Oh, my life's way better than yours. What are you, trans? I can't even imagine how much better my life is than yours. Um, I, I, I live in a house as opposed to a shack in Nairobi, so I'm obviously better than them. And then, and then finally they get to go, yeah, I was an alcoholic, and now I'm not, and, that's, uh, and that sucks. And I'm, I'm, now I am just got over being an alcoholic, and now I'm stuck in my house, and it's like... You can, you're allowed to be, you're, you're entitled to having your problems. I'm just sorry for you that you have to live in a world where you constantly have to be an apologize. It's like, it's, 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 it's basically their gist is my life's a mess, but it's still better than other people's. Oh, my life is so crappy. It sucks to be me, but your life sucks more. And a lot of people are like, well, maybe it doesn't. How about that? So my point of that, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because a lot of people, you know, I, I, it's almost like one thing I wanted to say about the boys cast, and I thought this was the perfect lens to bring it up. When people go, you know, their problems are like, I'm an alcoholic, or I'm in the worst scenario in the world. I, I have a crappy job. I'm living with my parents. It's kind of like Tim Ferriss once uh, did, a, did, a, did an interview with someone. It was, a, he was doing a speech or whatever. And a lot of these guys, I used to, I kind of was a fan of, I'm going to talk about this more another time, but I kind of, you know, I was a big fan of what that movement of, uh, you know, when the 48 Lots of Power guy came in and then it sort of sparked like James Algister and Tim Ferriss and all these guys that were sort of lifestyle design. And really it was like how to be great. You know, they'd have guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger on and he would, he would tell you how, how to be great. And I think that I, I relate a lot to that. So a lot of times people's problems are that, you know, and, and so, so what happened was he was at a speech and Tim, someone put their hand up and they're like, you know, as a black person, there's a lot of racism and, you know, something like that. And as a woman, I'm doing this. And Tim Ferriss says, listen, I'm not saying that your problems aren't, uh, aren't useless and aren't, aren't important. And I'm not saying that may, there's no truth to what you're saying, but, I'm, but I run, a course on how to be great. This is for people that are operating in the 80th percentile, you know, out of your, out of five people, you're one of the best. And this is to tell you how to operate in the 95th percentile and then the 99th percentile. So I'm talking to people on how to be great. And I think I've always sort of said that where it's like, if someone says, you know, so he, what he said was, he goes, if, if you, if you ever want to be great, you're going to have to figure that out. And someone that was operating at a great level, if you're a black person and you were operating at a really high level, you wouldn't be saying, you wouldn't be showing up to a conference and saying, hey, um, but racism, that wouldn't be your question. Your question would be something important because you're doing well. So he's like, listen, my core, if you, you know, Tony Robbins, people like that are a little more like, hey, are you a fat slob sitting on your couch and you don't have a job and you're a nobody? Well, buy my book and it'll tell you how to get your life together. You know, Jordan Peterson was a little more like that. Like, are you a loser? <laughs> Can you learn how to make your bed? Like Jordan Peterson was in a lot of ways, you know, and I thought that, you know, Jordan Peterson was, you know, great in a lot of ways, but his, his self-help stuff was geared towards people who are, their life's a mess, you know? And whereas a lot of people, their self-help is up, and, I, and I'm not in any means calling myself self-help, but in a lot of ways, if you, 
my advice works better if you're doing okay. You know, even with my friends and stuff, a lot of times it's, you know, I'm really bad at networking. It's like, you know, we'll get good at that. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not the type of person I want to start a podcast. Well, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like a little bit scared to do it. It's like, yeah, we'll figure all that stuff out on your own, however you need to do it. And then come talk to me and I'll give you advice on like how to actually do well at it. So a lot of people, cause you know, the truth is most people in your life that come up to you and they have these problems like, oh, you know, I want to move out of my mom's house and I want to get a better job and move to New York City and I think that I should do this and like, what's your advice? And it's like, my advice is that stop asking it because you're not going to. It's the guy, you know, oh, I want to break up with my girlfriend. No, you don't. You know what I mean? It's the girl that... The girl that it was with the ten, the you know the ten guys and she's like they all my last ten boyfriends all beat me I just want to find a new a guy that doesn't beat me it's like no you don't you don't so most people they don't so it's kind of like find figure out your thing and then get better at it and then once you're in even the realm to get advice so it's these people that are talking about like how to get sober in isolation like to me you're you're in a scenario where it's like okay my big crisis. And I know that I didn't say it's not important, but I'm saying I don't give a shit about you now. So those are two separate things. I was saying that you're allowed to entitled to your problems. You know, you're entitled to have your problems without constantly apologizing for. But for, you know, anyone that wants to be successful or great, it's like you, you're like, if you were to bring this problem to me and be like, listen, I quit drinking because, you know, I can't drink because I'm a mess. It's like, first of all, dork. Uh, <laughs> and then you're like. So the problem is now that I'm at home and I'm dealing by myself, I'd be like, I don't know, dude, I don't care, you know, figure it out or don't, you know, it sounds like you probably won't. You'll probably fight with your boyfriend and you'll probably start drinking again. And you'll find some other thing to be a loser about. So, you know, you're obviously a blogger cause you wrote this article. So that's what you do. So I can't imagine, you know, some of these people you're like, you're, you're helpless. So a lot of people are helpless. And I think that, um, you know, there's that old thing. Avoid the unhappy and the unlucky because they'll infect you like a plague. And it really is true. So I think a lot, it's, you know, I, in a lot of ways, I try to help people as much as I can. And I think everyone should, you know, there's little things, especially when you, especially when you can help someone where it takes less time for you, then it'll save them. So good. Like, for example, you know, I've been editing for the last 20 years, right? And I know that I've spent five years, for example, in five, you know, five days sometimes on these huge problems that really stressed me out and I couldn't figure it out. And if someone was just able to say like, no, 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 what you need to do is change the codex settings here. And you, you know, you weren't, you had to change the codec of the footage before, footage before you in, or it won't be able to process it or whatever it was, you know, and that was problems before it's changed now. But a lot of, so anyone that's an editor that's getting into this, anyone that says to me, um, you know, I want to start video editing, you know, any comedians or whatever I go, listen, if you ever have a problem, call me anytime. And it'll take me five minutes. I'll probably be able to solve any of your problems. And it'll save you hours and hours and hours. And the fact that people are actually doing it and they're trying to edit and that people call me, I'm more than happy to. But sometimes people call me and they're like, hey, would you be an actor in my thing? You got to do this. And I'm like, listen, dude, you're, you're like asking too much time for me. But there's, you know, you want to help people in the ways that sometimes if you got a lot of money, you know, give, giving, buying someone dinner or like, you know, giving someone a hundred bucks can be like a huge thing for them. So find ways that you can help people in where it spends a little bit of time and, and, and causes other people tons of things. So that's why you should never waste your time on someone that's like a mess. And that's these getting sober for isolation because these people are a mess. All right, moving on to something. Um, and this is all stuff that uh, boys sent me. So I'm going to go through a lot of it. 
Ricky Gervais. Now, love Ricky Gervais. You know, this is going viral again. He posted this a little bit, but he goes, you can't, you can't, it basically says, to people who say you can't joke about things anymore, you can joke about whatever you want. You can do the jokes, whatever jokes you want, and, it's, and then other people will get mad, and it's up to you to decide whether you give a fuck or not. So his basic thing is, like, people always say you can't joke about stuff. Of course you can. And then, and I get what he's saying. And Ricky Gervais is, you know, probably one of the most brilliant comedic minds of all time. But this stuff is just boomer shit. It's like, you know, you, no, you're wrong, Ricky Gervais. You don't, you're off on this one. And Ricky Gervais wants to be, like, a cool guy. You know what I mean? He's always kind of like, fuck, st- fuck the system. And he wants to be this guy. But he doesn't want to actually have, like, skin in the game in a lot of ways. Which is fine, I still love Ricky Gervais, but the truth is, you're saying you can't joke about stuff because that doesn't affect you, but the problem is, it's not that people get mad. You see, he's missing... Okay, I'm going to try to make this as clear as possible. Ricky Gervais is saying that you joke about stuff and then it makes people mad, but that's not what's happening. If that was what's happening, you'd be right, but what's happening is you joke about stuff And then people that weren't even there, don't even listen to your thing, search the internet for what you've said, and then try to get you fired. They try to get you kicked off Twitter. They try to get you kicked off Instagram. And then on top of that, they try to get you fired from any other jobs. They try to get you fired from your jobs. So that, that, none of that stuff would happen to you. But Ricky Gervais, would you be saying this if, if after you tweeted your jokes, which are way worse than a lot of other things that people have gotten kicked off of uh, platforms for, you know, you've done tons of stuff on the trans stuff. Tons of people have lost their Twitter account for that. So if you got kicked off of Twitter, Instagram, your PayPal, and you got depersoned the way that like an Alex Jones did, they depersoned you, would you say it's up to you whether to give a fuck? It's like, well, that's not really what happened. It's there was like an actual orchestrated ideological attack against people to deperson them and to ruin their lives and to prevent them from working ever again. So it's about ideological conformity. And you're in a position where you don't have to do that. And there are very few people in the position and those why those people do to good. That's why if you look at the biggest specials like Burr and Chappelle and Ricky Gervais, one of the reasons those people are doing so good is because they actually are allowed to do things that other people aren't allowed to do, which they've earned it. It's not to say that you know, you could say, well, yeah, you're, of course you were not in my position. Well, get in my, get my, my position. But you also got in that position at a time where this didn't exist. So it's a, it's a bit tricky. If you existed right now and you were doing like the edgy boy stuff that you wanted to do when you're younger, that wouldn't have, ha- you wouldn't have, have been able to be in this position. So I think they're just not getting it partially because they're removed from it and partially because they're old. So I think this is a young person thing. I bet you he doesn't know the mentality of these 20-year-old bloggers. He literally thinks people are going to comedy clubs, getting mad and writing about it, like the way it used to be, where a Christian mother would go to a comedy club, get pissed off, and then write about it. But that's not what's happening. This is very different. So I think sometimes these people, those things go viral and people cling on to them. But it's like, it's very, very different. This isn't someone hearing your joke and getting mad at it. This is actually people liking your joke. You doing well at the club maybe many of the times. You releasing a special that a lot of people liked. People that didn't even potentially think they were going to like it. They've already decided they're looking through your thing to get mad like the way they do for Shane Gillis. They looked through everything he did, found out everything he did, and then sent it to everyone that they thought might get mad or that ideologically doesn't like people on her side. Like It is a culture war, Ricky Gervais. This isn't... This isn't made up. There really is an ideological war right now against people who aren't, you know, falling in line. And you don't see that as much because you're in a different position, which nothing wrong with that. And I think it's cool that, you know, you do take your hot takes 
And I agree with most of them, but I think that this is one thing that you're missing. So that's my take on the Ricky Gervais thing. So someone sent me that. All right. Next article we have, and someone sent me this. <laughs> Apparently, it's illegal to be sick now. This one fucking kind of rules. But NHL journeyman talks cocaine use, sexual failures, misogyny, loser teammates, and leaked group chat in leaked group chat. So basically, a bunch of L- NHL dudes were talking shit in their group chats. And then the the loser teammates in, <laughs> and then it and then it uh, got leaked, and everyone is really really mad about it. <laughs> Which fucking so my take on this is that <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know that it's illegal to be freaking awesome. I, and listen, I grew up. Um, I played uh, you know competitive hockey, and I played. Um, varsity lacrosse at one time but it it was almost way less of my identity because i always thought hockey guys were a little fucking wasn't my favorite type of thing a little little bro-y for me not to say that the band scene isn't bro-y but i think i was always kind of uh a little more geared towards the artist than i was the the hockey players but there's you know tons of cool but anyways i mean lots of cool fucking you know lots of super funny cool athletes lots of super funny cool of everything you know i respect all the boys but, you know, there's certain things where, like, they were a little fratty for me, a little much, a little too much, like, you know, all the fucking, the touching each other's dicks to be funny and all that stuff. Which, again, I don't know, Jackass did that stuff and I like it. It just wasn't my thing. Like, the drawing on people when they fell asleep, it was a little much, I, I, you know, I like, a, a, like a, a higher form of pranking, you know? I like a little bit of a, and that's probably, I like a little bit of a higher form of humor. But anyways... Group chats from Washington Capitals bench. So th- this is the whole the whole point of this article. This is the the New York Daily News wrote this, and there's a million people that wrote these articles. These guys are getting beat up. They might get suspended and stuff. But the gist is, it's they're trashing everything in their group chat, and it's like they're calling it misogynistic and all this stuff. So first of all, if you ever look at a girl's group chat, it's like. This is the thing. Girls, and everyone knows this, get a bunch of girls together, and the way they talk is disgusting. And first of all, especially now, because they're trying to pretend they're a certain way, they're like, we can objectify men. (laughs) Men are, we think men are, like, actually friggin' hot. We look at that hot ass. And they try to pretend they're objectifying men when it's, women are really attracted to a guy that's powerful and a guy that's cool and all that stuff way more than they're attracted to a guy that's hot. So they try to pretend that they're attracted to a guy that's hot, but it's like, it's this whole fake charade, but uh, uh, they, they are super nasty. They're super graphic. You know, this guy's got a small dick. Like, you know, all this guy sucks at whatever you want think, which is fine, you know, because girls have nothing better to talk about than men. Where most time, most times when guys get together, they're talking about fun shit. You know, my buddy just messaged me the other day. Paul Thompson, funniest guy in the world. We hadn't talked in a while. This is what he messaged me out of the blue. He goes, yo, wouldn't it be funny if you were just, uh, if you were getting head from a girl and you go, oh, fuck, girl, no one's ever got me hard before. Mm." You go, what? Yeah, fuck, no one's ever got me hard before. (laughs) She'd be like, what the fuck? That's what he texted me out of the blue. I'm like, that's so fucking funny. Because we had this old joke where we go, Oh, girl. imagine you're getting ahead and you go, oh, girl, yeah, mm, keep fucking around like that. Going to make a grown man come. 
And she'd be like, but yeah, I'm trying to make you come. Oh, yeah, keep that up. I'm going to have to come. And she's like, that's the point. She's like, six hours in, you can't come. Ooh, keep it up. Go make me come. She's like, yeah, we're trying to. But yeah, damn, girl, no one's ever got me hard before. <laughs> what? <laughs> ever. <laughs> so anyways, that's the kind of conversations we're having. We're not talking about like, you know, not to, we are a lot of times talking about girls, but we're talking, you know, a lot of times it's hypothetical scenarios. I think a lot of times you're fucking two guys in a van or a bunch of guys in a van. You're like, yo, do they ever, do gay guys ever switch or do they always have the fucking one in the bottom taking the dick? Stupid shit. Hypotheticals. You're bugging each other. You're, whereas girls, I find most of the time they're talking about, oh, guys. And I probably brought that up on before. So when girls try to pretend they're objectifying guys, they go, guys are hot, but... That's the, how girls objectify guys is they objectify their career. And that's, and this is the best way that I described it. Because I, I have this argument with girls a lot. And you go, okay. If you're the fucking coolest guy in the crew, right? Which, wh- who would you rather have? The hottest girl, right? Okay. And I said this. Yeah, we think we can all agree on that. The hottest girl is the one that the, the, you know, the most important guy would have. Girl-wise, let's talk. Who does the hottest, who does the girls all want in a band? Do they want the hottest guy or do they want the singer, songwriter, most famous guy? Do you know what I mean? In Lil Wayne's rap group, do you want to be with Lil Wayne or do you want to be with the other guy that's better looking than him? What do you think? Who, which member of D12 gets the most pussy? Do you think it's Eminem or one of the other guys? The hottest guy. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a no question. Girls want the most important one on a, on a team. You know, who gets the most snatch? The most important player. The, who, the, is the, if you're in a place and you go to like a, and you go to a, a staff party, does the janitor get more pussy if he's better looking than the CEO? No, the girls don't want the CEO. Of course. It's obvious. So when girls pretend that they're like, that they're objectifying hotness and that's what's important to them, they think that's what's important. No, we're like guys. We, no, it's not. That's not what's important to you. Not to say that it's not at all important to you. But you have a level where it's like, this is the least amount I want. And then you're impressed and, and turned on by how important a guy is in his friend group. Which is why it's the, le- the most turn-off thing is when a girl goes around a guy. <laughs> you, go around, uh, you, t- you, you uh, go around a guy and then you, find, and you bring your, your dating guy and you go around him and you find out that he was like the loser in his friend group. And you're like, huh, is there anything that would make you feel less hot? Is there anything that would make a girl feel less attracted to a guy than finding out that he was low on the totem pole in his friend group? Nah, the girl needs to know that he's important in the hierarchy. And that's just what it is. So girls are actually, so back to the original point, girls are actually way more aggressive with this stuff. But, so that, and that's the first point, the way girls are more aggressive. But the second point is that, like, I actually, one of my biggest fears one day is that I, I get my phone hacked and they release all my chat groups. I'm surprised that hasn't happened more. But would that not be just the death of all of us? The amount of people, oh my, it is like, the if I got my phone <laughs> texted the, the history, I would be so over and so would everybody. Every group chat is just guys canceling themselves over and over because that's what being funny is. Stuff you're not supposed to say, you know? So, you know, he's talking about his former teammate and about it with his friends, and he goes, he was talking about uh, Jake uh, Vertan, and he goes, easily the worst crew in the world. 
Every single one of us has posted that in the chat room. And these fucking gossipy girls, misogynists, you, you guys are way worse. And he goes on Garrett Hathaway, on the crowd, he goes, losers. <laughs> this is funny stuff. What do you think of these guys? Losers. Just straight up, that's Trump talk. <laughs> Just the one word, it's a good way to describe the people. These guys sound like they're funny. On Tanner Pearson's wife, look how fat Pearson's wife is. <laughs> That is so crappy. This got released, dude. Oh, my God. That sucks. This came out. Me and my friends, literally, this is one of the main things we talk about, is our people in the comedy scene who have gross girlfriends. This is an ongoing thing. Then we'll, you know, we'll get him, we'll get him chat message and he'll be like, a new contender has entered. And then he'll be like a new, a new guy with his uh, fat gross wife. <laughs> We were saying that two comedians have fat gross wives. When they pass each other at the comedy club, they need to make they need to go to the side to make room like the boaters, and then they give each other the tugboat nod. <laughs> it's hilarious. You know? If your friend shows up with a big fat gross wife, and especially if he's not big and fat gross. I mean, if he's gross, it's like whatever. It's you know, but if your your boy's like cool and you know, decent looking and he's got a good job, and then he shows up with this like girl that's like a four and you know, not saying be mean to her, but if you think that's not something fun to joke about, get the hell out of here. Look how fat Pearson's wife is, lol. <laughs> Rules. That's very funny stuff. And if you don't think, if that's not, if that's, if, if you have a group chat and that stuff's not taking place, well, then you're the, per that's the oldest thing in the book. If you don't have friends that are doing this with you, then you're the friend they're doing it to. Come on. You don't have a, you don't have a group chat where you're making fun of someone's girlfriend ever? On Connor McDavid's girlfriend. Greasy beat up legs. <laughs> ah, that's fucking, they're killing it over here. Second kill of the night, and she sat on my hog, busted in seven pumps. I was blown away on cocaine. Love coke. <laughs> Getting a little less cool. <laughs> Second kill of the night, sat on my hog, busted in seven pumps. Although I do respect, I've said this a million times, that every cool group of friends knows that bragging about being bad at sex is way funnier than being bragging about being good at sex. If my butt, it's always the lame guy in the group that's like, yeah, fuck the shit out of that girl. And it's always the cool guy in the group that's like, yeah, yeah, I just came super quick, so did not put in a good performance. She will not be happy. Then it's way funnier. My friend, me and my friends out, it used to always have the joke, I don't need the sweats. I look at this guy, he's putting the sweats in. No, I'm not putting the sweats in, you're putting the sweats in. That used to be like an ongoing joke with me and my friends. It's like, oh, he's putting all oh, this fucking, these men at work right now. You know, someone would like, be when we all lived in a house together with a bunch of friggin' band dogs, it would be one guy like having sex for like 15 minutes and we were always texting each other, oh, he's got the fucking hard hat lunch pail on, clocking in, oh, ready for work, please, let me pleasure you. Not to say we all do it. Everyone like behind closed doors is, you know, trying to put in some performance here and there at least. But it's not cool. It's like when you come back and you have this long story and you're like, this is what I no, no, There's no story there. The story is like, yeah, yeah, it came pretty quick. Was not happy. <laughs> That's a story or anything. It's just, you know, it's just not cool to be the yellow, you know, the braggy guy. So these guys get that. He's kind of bragging about the, the uh, two, two girls in one night, but like. I mean, that's kind of fair. Two girls in one night, neither pleasured. See, that's funny. I have a new joke that I was thinking of to say that. Because like, I, I was doing this on the Fuckonomics podcast. I mentioned this, but say that, like, yeah, fuck two sisters last night. Uh, two black chicks is uh, uh, not, not uh, two sisters. Not two biological sisters, two black chicks. And then saying uh, 500 pounds each is what it cost. Uh, they were prostitutes. It was in London. That's something I've been working on. On cocaine, love coke. 
This seems like, I mean, I bet you this seems like the guy number four in the crew. Like, if I had a crew of eight people, I don't think the coolest guy would just be like, love Coke. But guy number four, who's like kind of the fun, like, frat dude who's still like post dancing videos of him dancing to some Jamaican song when he's at Cuba. Still a fun guy, you know? Love Coke. That's what he would put. Anyway, the National Hockey League strongly condemns the misogynistic. How is, how, what's the misogynist part? Love Coke. How is that misogynist? My friend's girlfriend's gross. That is that you, you can't make fun of people or you only can make fun of men. If this was a bunch of girls and they were, if this was the girls volleyball team and they were like, so-and-so had a small dick, the article would be like, loser exposed for small dick. You wouldn't be saying, you know, this sexist girl makes fun. No, not in a million years, not in a million years. And the fact that you're calling yourself news, the daily news, just call yourself what you are. Propaganda. Now, I got a couple more. This is one that someone sent me. Now, I got a couple more. And before I tell you them, if you can, I'm going to start my Patreon next week. So I'm looking forward to that. If you guys can, in the meantime, tell a friend. Take a screenshot of what you're listening to right now. Post it on Instagram, Twitter. You know, tell people to check out the Boys Cast. Share If you're watching, listening on YouTube, share the video. Like it. Give a comment. If you can leave me a review. Just pick one of those things and... You know, that's all that I ask for right now. Just one of those things. It does help a lot. And I'm sure I'm going to get to all these articles people sent me. So this is one. People sent me new feminist slang. And the reason this article is interesting is not necessarily because it's a stupid article about new feminist slang. The stupid reason why this is so stupid, feminist words, new vocabulary to empower yourself. You know, this is what they're saying. If you're into feminism... You learn these words, you know, you might as well have a fucking AK-47 in your pocket. This is part of the arsenal, brother. (laughs) Comrade. But the problem is this was written four days ago. They just, they they got some new feminist words four days ago and I went through them. Have you ever experienced something sexist but didn't have a word to describe it? (laughs) Have you ever been trained and conditioned to think everything's sexist and then something happens and you're like, this has to be sexist, but I don't know how. Well, fear not. We have a list of feminist words to help convey experiences. (laughs) This was, I thought Danny Balshaw got such a good point the other day because I I was telling him there's this article and it goes, you know, men are running in front of, men are taking up too much space. The new man spreading is um, when people are uh, running on the, on the track and the men are taking up too much space. And I did, an art, I did a test to see if men were t- on, the, on the middle more and women were way more on the middle because women have this, you know, this new found thing of like, I'm not getting out of the way, you get out of my way. And you're like, yeah, fine. I don't know why this has to be a competition. Like they're very sassy right now, women, right? So basically it said, you know, women are taking up too much space. And Danny goes, basically the purpose of that article is just like men shouldn't exist anymore. You know, <laughs> you shouldn't be walking. You shouldn't be on the track. You shouldn't exist. So this is, these are the words. Manterrupting. They, they, and first of all, that before they man, I'll just say man interrupting. They go mansplaining is one of them. It's like you wrote this in, in May of 2020. Who is just getting into feminism? They're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get into feminist. Like who? Who what, is feminism hot right now? It's on its way out, sister, in its modern form since it got co-opted by progressivism. Not saying that you know girl power shit isn't good, but the new format where it's like it's intersectional and all this stuff. You lost it. It's over. You couldn't pick your things. 
it's over. Progressives took you over. And now you're not in a movement anymore. So anyone who's, no one's getting into this right now. And if they do, they've heard of mansplaining. It's already become like an ironic joke. So this is mansplaining. You're like, yeah, we, we've heard that. Oh, <laughs> and there's only five of them. Like, so Babel Magazine has written five hot new terms. One of them is mansplaining. How did this get pushed? Hey, I got some new hot feminist terms. What's one of them mansplaining? They're like, yeah, that's like three years old and everyone's heard of it. Uh, um, anyways, manterrupting is the next one. And it says in brackets, man plus interrupting. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> man interrupting is that like man and then what's a terrupt what's interrupting is that like when you're corrupting but with a t no it's yeah we got why it would be man interrupting now the only reason i even the first reason i thought this article was funny is because like jesus christ dude it's like the battle's almost over and you're in here being like what if we use guns it's just like how behind this is the second thing is you're also wrong so and someone sent this to me. The expression refers to occurrence when men interrupt women while they're talking and don't let them finish what they're saying. Well, you might be tempted to say that people can be interrupted while all people can be interrupted while speaking. There's actually a significant body of research that confirms women are interrupted considerably more than their male colleagues. Now you have a word for it. Now, ladies aren't listening, but you're not going to like what I'm about to tell you. Do you know why women are interrupted more? And I'm not saying that men are bad, aren't good at interrupting. I interrupt people probably too much. And a lot of times I have to, you know, watch that. And, but do you know, so do you know why women are interrupted at a higher rate? Okay, I'm going to give you a second to guess. And if you're at home, you can guess. And, and then I'll tell you the answer. The answer is because you take 5,000 years to tell stories. And this isn't me just like being like, that's because women, I'm, I'm being real right now. I've, I've, been, I've had this with, like, you know, girls I'm dating. I've, I've seen it before where I'm like, yeah, I need to stop. Like, you know, I am kind of feel like I'm always interrupting. But then I'm like, when I make a conscious effort to, like, not interrupt people, and then I'll literally, they'll be telling a story, and I'll be, like, seven minutes in, and I'll be like, what are we, what are we talking about again? And, and I have to be like, wait, what was the last part? And they're like, you're interrupting. It's like, it's almost impossible. You either, these are, your, these are the two options sometimes. You either just let them finish, you let them speak, and you go, uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Like you, you just look at their face and their intonation and copy it. But really you're thinking about something else. You go, Oh, that's crappy. Oh, I can't believe that. Yeah. Or if you actually want to participate in the dialogue, because again, this is something that girls do that are actually funny and smart and cool. There's something about the way that maybe it's the way that girls interact with each other. Maybe it's, maybe it's the way that like humor is less important. Maybe it's the fact that in male groups, they are all like vying for attention. So you've got to be like shorter and punchier or the other guys will call you out on this. Whereas women are a little bit more supportive. So they don't get like, really these, these behaviors are changeable. Like all this all should take is for someone, you know, a girl to get called out like five times and be like, Jesus Christ, your stories are long for them to be like, yeah, maybe like it's, it's a pretty changeable thing, but until it changes, Jesus Christ. Like I was having this the other day and it was just like, you know, uh, so what happened was this person's sort of annoying because, you know, and, and I'll start here and actually they, and you, they're so off topic and I feel like I'm being hacked by telling you this, but it's like, I had no choice, but to be like, okay, what, what happened though? And then, and, and then eventually you just like pipe in and you're like, oh, so that, and we're talking about this and you're like, no, that's not the point. You're like, okay, so I shouldn't have, I guess I was interrupting because you were just making a side point and then they make the point and then you start talking about that and you're like, they're like, no, that's not the point. I'm just telling you something else. And you're like, I'm not really sure how to have a conversation 
do you want to have a conversation or do you want me to listen to your 10 minute story that doesn't really have a point? And you always hear these girls being like, you know, we need to support each other and listen to each other. It's like, well, you wouldn't have to do that so much if you just got better at telling stories to each other. <laughs> so listen, I think that, you know, again, I've said a million times, lots of things men do bad, but the interrupting is 50% maybe our fault, but 50%, you got to take some credit. What, why do you think you're being interrupted so much? Okay, appropriating. The word bro is used in a context simply to refer to a male figure. Yeah, I get it. Anything male, you've got to use uh, dismissively. Like, fuck is a bro. That's another one. We go back to my thing at the beginning. Make bro a bad thing. Now everyone's a bro. Right? Isn't that classic? All right. Appropriating happens when a man appropriates the idea that a woman comes up with and acts like if it were his. Taking the credit for himself. You might be familiar with the feminist term in work or class when a man challenges a concept when you first introduce it to the discussion, but then brings it up himself a few minutes later and says it's a gr great idea. Classic appropriating. Now, let me tell you what. I'll give you guys a second to, under to think to yourselves, why do you think that happens? So, you know, the, the, the kind of uh, original... Uh, you know, your instinct is to probably say, like, fuck off, that's not really happened, they're imagining it. But maybe they're not. And what if they're not? Why do you think that is? Well, I'll tell you the reason. Okay, so I'll, t I'll tell you the reason. Women like to propose problems and not solutions. So I I've seen this 10,000 times where a girl is... So one of the reasons, you know, hopefully I'm good at doing this podcast is that I'm, and we talked about this on the Revenge of the Sist episode, and the, one of the reasons I'm good at stand-up and comedy, and again, not, 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 not a lot of other things, <laughs> the reason I'm good at that is because I'm fairly good at crystallizing ideas and, and distilling them down and actually proposing a solution. So a lot of times you see with girls, they sort of say a vague version of something. They'll be like, you know... This guy, this comedian's sort of like, I don't know, not that great. And everyone's like, I don't know, he's okay. And then you're like, and then some guy will be like, did you ever notice this guy's just doing an impression of Richard Pryor? And everyone will be like, fuck yeah, this guy sucks. And she'll be like, I just said he sucks and no one believes it. It's like, yeah, but you didn't really actually convince them. So it's, it's a lot of times the idea isn't crystallized as much. You know, you could think of a million versions of that where someone be like, this guy's kind of annoying. And you're like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I guess. And then you go, yeah, do you ever notice this guy's fucking just way too up in your space when you're talking? You're like, yeah, he is. He's weak. So a lot of times it's that. So, and that happens in workplace solutions too. A lot of times the girl, you know, and feminine people, a lot of times, and again, men maybe should, you know, try to fucking, you know, be conscious of the fact that this is going to hurt a girl's feelings. And you, I, I've been in that scenario where I kind of be like, yeah, sort of what uh, she was saying a little bit, but adding to that, even though really I'm like, coming up with the entire idea because the girl was like we should write uh you know what if we did a sketch it's it's not just girls but like bad people i'll be like in a writer's room and they'll be like you know what if we did like a you know like a, a horror sketch and you'll be like yeah okay what is it and they're like no that's all I, I have an idea and then like later on in the day someone's like wouldn't it be funny to do like a a horror like a horror spoof of like superman but like superman is actually the bad guy or something like that and someone's like yeah that's a good idea and you're like i just said we should do a horror sketch and you're like yeah but it was nothing you didn't propose anything so a lot of times the reason why men seem like they're taking these ideas is because girls are you know more likely to say a vague idea 
than a man. <laughs> and I'm not saying, because men kind of, you know, this, this is the alpha, whatever, not the alpha, but like certain guys in the group are more likely to fucking speak out about their ideas. And a lot of guys are willing to stay quiet, where sometimes girls might come up, come to the table with like less fully fleshed ideas or problems. You know, a lot of times people come and they're like, you know, um, I don't really like the way that, you know, I don't think this department's like doing too good or something like that. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, that's a problem that you proposed. And then a guy will be like, hey, what if we switch uh, the guy from sales and this person and then we have those two work together and see what that looks like. And you're, everyone's like, okay. And they're like, she's like, I just said that. Now, I'm not saying this happens all of the time, but I'm saying I have seen versions of that happen a lot where sometimes, especially in a loud group, you know, a girl will say something and then everyone will kind of, you know, half the people won't hear it because she wasn't that powerful with it. It was maybe a little unclear. And then a guy will be like, you know, fucking something. She'll be like, I mean, I just said that. And she'll like sort of mutter that to a guy. I've seen that so many times. And you're like, well, yeah. I mean, if convincing people of things is 1% the idea, you know, one part the idea, one part how clear it is. One part, how much you can command the group. One part, how much goodwill you have with these people beforehand. I mean, there's just so much that goes into it. So I understand that their solution is that, like, guys, this is just some bad thing that guys do. But there's more things at play here. So, you know, if you're working with a girl and and she's getting uh, really hyped up that people are stealing ideas, understand, don't, you know, go on that line of fire. You know, maybe be conscious of... Saying that, like, you know, adding to so-and-so's idea, um, saying this because... But the girls also have to understand, if you want credit for your idea and you want them to fucking smash down and be home runs, they need to be crystallized. They need to be the solution and the problem. And they need to be specific. So that's what happens. And then their last one, slut-shaming and body-shaming. And you're like, again, do you really think people are not familiar with this? Really? It's 2020. No one's heard of body-shaming. This came a week, it came out a week ago, and you want people to know about body shaming? All right. Okay, there's a few more, but I'm going to wrap this up, and there might be something else for the Patreon soon. Guys, I've been Ryan Long. This is the Boys Cast. Love you guys. Thanks for supporting. Peace. Oh, yeah.